Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor when necessary. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about season three, episode 23, 1961. Yes, uh, Angela Petrelli's company man, if you will. Mm-hmm. A lot of backstory. Woo! Having fun in the past. We're almost to the end of season three. We got two more episodes after this, and then we're done. Ready to move on to season four slash volume five. I, I can't believe we're almost done with season three. It's finally going to be, it's finally going to be finished. I know. It's too long. Seasons of television in this time are too long. <laughs> I mean, like, technically it's been like, you know, volume three and volume four I know. in this, but like. I know, but you know. We've been in here for a while, so. It's like anytime I try to watch like an, um, like an older network television show and it's just like 25 episodes what like (laughs) it's too much so many shows like when i tried to get into lucifer and i was like oh 16 one season what are we doing (laughs) what are we doing with our lives yeah yeah Yeah. i think there was like an i zombie season where it was a bunch too but like yeah yeah. yes exactly because they always do that thing in like the second season they're like this is successful let's make three times as much it's like oh let's not though Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other than that we don't have any new news really no no let's just get on into the episode how's that sound keisha that sounds pretty good to me. Let's do it. Okay. So if you remember the previous episode, they have gone to Coyote Sands and Angela was making them dig up a mass grave. And we now see that it is daytime and they have dug throughout the night. They've got like a whole bunch of graves unearthed. And Peter is just not happy about this whole situation about digging up graves. And Nathan's like, oh, just, you know, just do it because Ma said so, Pete. And Peter is just like, not. Nah thrilledly still that nathan's there and he's like taking his mother's side and he's just like "Ugh, i hate everything here (laughs) and he walks away claire goes after him she's kind of like you know like he's trying peter like you don't have to be so hard on him and he's like oh great he's charmed you too huh claire huh don't worry it happens to all of us (laughs) and he goes to talk to his mother now who's just standing there while they're digging up the graves like you know you didn't tell us mom that you had a sister why didn't you tell us you had a sister? What happened here? And then we dip into a flashback. Ooh. Yep. Things get wavy. No, they don't. It just gets black and white, though. February 1961. Coyote Sands Relocation Center. There's a, a bus pull in. I think there's a couple buses that pull in. And yeah, a family so. gets off. There's, like, these two younger girls that get off, a mother and father. And a man comes up to them, and he's looking for Angela and Alice. So now we, we get into the part where I tell you about who's playing everybody here as we go along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. So the two girls there are Angela and Alice. Young Angela is played by Alexa Nicholas, and she is, like, really good casting for Angela. She looks like a young Angela. This show knows what it's doing when it casts young versions of people, I dare say. Like, it was, like, very good casting. And... She has showed up on, like, a few months earlier on an episode of Supernatural, but, like, she hasn't done anything recently. She did a lot of stuff, like, nothing since 2013. But, like, 2008 slash 2009, she was particularly busy because Mm. she has a double heroes connection because she was also in Children of the Corn 2009, (laughs) the sci-fi version. (laughs) And the lead of that movie was David Anders. Special guest star of our hearts. 
Yeah. David So Anders. I was looking through her stuff and I'm like, Children of the Corn. And I clicked it and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. But yeah, she hasn't done anything to, since 2013. And her sister Alice was played by Laura Morano. And she's best known for being the lead in Austin and Allie. She was Allie. And she's released a bunch of music and she is still active. I think she released an album in 2020. I dare say I have actually watched that show that she was part of, that Disney show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cute. So she's still active. And the man that came up and is like, I'm looking for Angela and Alice, that man is a young Chandra Suresh. And Chandra is played by Ravi Kapoor. And he has done, like, there's nothing, like, major in his thing, but he's done a lot of, like, guest spots for episodes for stuff. Oh, so. there's there's a major thing if you were a fan of the thing Tim Kring made before Heroes. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. He was a regular on Crossing Jordan. Oh, okay. Okay. Which my mother would never let me not say that because she fucking loved that show. Mmm, gotcha. So that's probably how, you know, he got that gig. See, the great thing is that we both <laughs> looked up <laughs> people for this episode in particular. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to look up um, the girl that played Angela. And I was like, yes. oh man, she hasn't done anything since 2013. So I just decided to do most of the other people that had like a major part in the episode. <laughs> I did the same damn thing. <laughs> we were we were just mine in the mood, was I guess. Uh, mine was Devoe. I was like, he looks familiar. So and, and apparently there is a reason that you thought he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but we'll get to him in a moment. We will. Baby Chandra, go. <laughs> Baby Chandra. Uh, Alice is like, you got a weird accent, and he's like, so do you. And <laughs> <laughs> I he, love that. He get, he's like he wants to take them on a tour of the center. Uh, he's all like, you're also gonna be working with Dr. Zimmerman. So Zimmerman was also here, but we don't see, we see him like for like a hot second. He's mentioned once. It's just like, ooh, lore. So. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we see his face for like a second. Yeah. You're like a hot second. Just like, ooh, Dr. Zimmerman. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are guards at the center with guns and Angel's like, why do they have guns? And it's like, you know, oh, they're just protecting us because you're special and we can't have people like coming to hurt you. But it's also like, yeah, I think they're more for us, whatever. But uh, they take Angela and Alice to their cabin because like, they kind of like have the kids in their own cabins, like girls and boys. And then I think the, the parents have their own. Yeah, that's how they made it seem. So they're, they're sharing a cabin. There doesn't seem to be any other girls there that we see because they're making themselves comfortable when a group of guys come in, three guys come in to welcome them. The first one is a young Charles DeVoe, and he is played by Edwin Hodge, and he is best known for being in The Purge and its sequels, but he also shares another hero's connection because he was a recurring character on Cougar Town for a few seasons with Danny Bird. Little Dan Bird! He's been in a bunch um, of stuff. He's still active as well. Yes, yes he is. He's like the most active one, I think. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, he he's literally Travis's friend on on Cougar Town. Like yeah, yeah. I was like, Ooh, another double heroes connection. His like friend slash roommate, I think maybe. Yeah, when he goes to college, when Travis goes to college. But yeah, everyone should watch Cougar Town. It's great. It, it's like Parks and Rec in the beginning, where it needs like a season to figure itself out. But once it does, it's like Mwah. it's it's fucking great. Like buddy comedy shenanigans. Like it's fucking it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we also have the other one of the other men or boys because they're all younger is a young Daniel Linderman, and he is played by Casey Kringlin, who does a lot of theater work now because he did not have a wiki page. 
Mm, but he did have a website. Tell. Yeah. Yeah, he's a photographer. He's got an Instagram and he in his theater work, he specifically does queer productions. So That's wonderful. He does a lot of work in LA. The third uh boy there is a young Bobby Bishop. Hey. And that is H. Michael Croner, who is still active and does a lot of voice acting work. He had a lot of voice acting credits on IMDb. Yeah, like, he had some really recent ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. The boys! So, yeah, this this trio of familiar faces uh, comes in. And Angela's like, I thought boys weren't allowed in the girls' bunk. And Charles is like, yeah, but, you know, Bobby here wanted to tell you how pretty he thought you were. And, <laughs> and Bob's like, no, I didn't. And Charles is like, don't you think she's beautiful, though? And then they're like, well, bye, and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike uh, Zimmerman, though, they come back again later. And when they leave, Alice is upset that they're not staying with their parents, that they have to kind of stay by themselves. And Angela's like, it's okay, we're just going to get you unpacked. Except for she finds out that the only thing that Alice has packed are toys and books. And she's like, why'd you only pack toys and books? And she's like, oh, you told me to pack what I needed. And that's what I need. My toys and my books. (laughs) And one of the books that she has is Alice in Wonderland. So keep that in mind for later. Anyway, Alice wants to go home. And Angela explains they can't go home because the doctor told mom and dad that they could make my nightmares go away at this place. And because this thing that she has is genetic, that's why they all have to be there as well. And she promises that she'll always be there for Alice. And while this whole scene has been taking place, it's been raining outside. And mm-hmm. after Angela promises that she will always be there for Alice, it stops raining because Alice is feeling better. So interesting thing to note there. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the present with Angela. And she tells Peter, my sister, my parents, they all died here. And if we don't come together and settle our differences, I'm afraid history is going to repeat itself. And we, the camera shifts to, like, inside a building with a curtain, and we see a hand moving a curtain. Which heroes? Oh, they're being watched. Being watched by someone. Oh, man. I like how when they first present the girls, they don't tell you who is who. You have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't actually call each other their names until they're well into the cabin. Yeah. So Alice is the pigtails and Angela is the headband. That's how mm-hmm. I remember it. Yeah, Angela's the like, older they sister. They look similar. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love that. I love the boys just coming in and being like, hi, bye, because awkward teenagers. And uh, the story that Angela tells about, you know, basically being the protector of the two siblings and how she... Uh, came up against Alice's bully who stole a barrette of hers and gave her an Indian burn. And the bully's name is Jackie. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> and so all Jackies in the Heroes verse are universally bitches. I, that's, that's a law, I guess. I so. guess, yeah. <laughs> History's already repeating itself. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. Siler took care of that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. So, uh, that was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, Angela's fucking fierce because Indian Burns fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's certainly a, um, an escalation of, of stealing a breath. <laughs> like, ow. But, stealing yeah. is wrong. Lessons have to mm-hmm. be taught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, if people don't know what an Indian Burn is, because on IMDb there's a whole thing about what it is, because people, I don't know, not everybody knows what that is. 
It's um, where you basically grab someone's hand or like their arm and you twist your hands in opposite directions, causing friction. It fucking mm-hmm. hurts. So, yeah. The more you know, rainbow star. Kind of like starting a fire, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And it has, a you know, an, an absolutely problematic name. And, um, yep. Yep. But here we are. <laughs> here we all are. Um, yeah, I was, seeing, I was trying to see if I had anything else to say. Oh, God. Just when they're like, oh, the guns are here for your protection. You lying piece of shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. this is an internment camp. And they're going to be really not subtle about actually saying that later. Um, yeah. They're not yeah. going to find a lot of help here. Yeah, we get, like, we see that we, there are a lot of people we know in this camp. Mm-hmm. And there's even more than we realize in this episode that we find out later through a comic. Mm-hmm. But we'll That's touch right. on that then. <laughs> so. We're going to have to get our list together, because that's really soon. I think that comic, though, is in the Volume 5 comics. That's so annoying for us trying to do, like, a chronology of things. <laughs> like It's because it involves a character from Volume 5 as well. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. But we'll um, talk about that then. Yeah. Who's that? We don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. You can probably figure it out, but... Yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll talk about that then. All right. So, yeah. Woosh Heroes, baby. <laughs> woosh Heroes. So, we go back, and uh, Angela's saying, you know, they told us that they could cure us, and we believed them. So, they rounded us up and put us here. And I love how Peter is just like... He's, he's like, he's been dragged on the worst family reunion or family vacation ever. It's his whole fucking, like, mood throughout this entire episode. He's just like, why could you have told us this literally anywhere else? Like, why am I digging up graves? Why couldn't we have just gone to, like, a diner and you told us the story? Like, what the hell with the theatrics, mom? And Angela says that she's been dreaming that Alice might be alive. So basically she has to find her body or something so she can give her a proper burial. So she can, you know, basically make her dreams stop because she couldn't be alive, right? There's no way, not with what happens, the bad thing. So yeah, Peter continues to just be all kinds of not having this. He's mad that she didn't tell him about this place or that she ever had a sister. Just to him, it's just more lies, more lies mm-hmm. on top of a lie salad that has been this whole fucking life and relationship with his parents and his family and everything. And uh, I love Nathan being so team Angela and it just it keeping him on, on uh, him and Peter on opposing sides, like no matter what, <laughs> like Nathan being like, come on, forgive mom. Peter like, no, <laughs> like, I'm not going to forgive either of you at the moment. And uh He's right to do so with the Nathan thing. I have a lot to say about the Nathan thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, she's like, the company was formed here with a vow to never let this happen again. And they talk about their methods that they ended up using, you know. They destroyed files. They erased memories. What's up, the Haitian? Haven't talked about you in a minute. Uh, we blackmailed. We killed to keep our existence secret. And they basically explain that she and Noah have been working together to try to fix this current situation. But, you know, Danko has proven to be very resourceful, so it's it's tricky. And I like how Claire and her wig are just so very sass about the whole thing. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> this is the wig. This is the wig. I know it's the wig. Yeah. Because we're at that point now. Um, where she's like, but you blew it <laughs> to her dad, to Noah. And he's like... Yeah, <laughs> we did. 
that was like, all right, Claire, I gotta, you know, like, snaps for Claire, because that, that was great. Um, so they're like, we have to put the secret back. We have to go back to the old methods, you know. And Peter's like, no, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this doesn't give you or any of your friends the right to do all the stuff you've done or all the stuff you want to do again. Like, you can't just decide, you know, you're going to erase people's memories. You're going to kill people. Like, no, that's not, you have no right. You have no right. That's like Peter's whole thing, this whole episode. And uh, his, yeah, his line where he's just like, your company tore this family apart and I'm not going to be part of it again. Like, ow, ow. Way to kick your mom when she's, like, really down. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Peter literally flying away from this toxic family. It's a mood. <laughs> Just being like, <laughs> nope, goes and flies away. But what's even better, dare I say, is Nathan going up behind, like, I'll get him. Zips up jacket. Yep. <laughs> Just flies away after him. <laughs> and I would have paid serious money to to see them, like, arguing in the sky. as <laughs> like Peter flew away. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it so much. The fly boys. Well, I guess Peter, like, outflew him since, you know. Yep. Head start and all. Plus, he was angry. So. Yeah. He's like, whoosh. So, yeah. Any, any comments about the present before I take us back into the past? No, take us on back to the past, ma'am. Back, back, back again. So, back in the past, uh, it's March now in uh, 1961. And Angela leaves her cabin and she encounters the same trio of guys from before. And Charles mentions to her that I heard you talking to your sister about how your nightmares come true. And guess what? There's something up with this place. Like, you know it. I know it. There's something wrong here. And so we have a moment after where little baby Linderman shows off his power by healing an old scar of Angela's. Like, ooh, look, he's a special. We're all specials here. And they're just like, yeah, this place is one big science experiment. We're the rats. Bob wants to think that they'll help them. Charles is like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, um, and I love Angela being like, we did nothing wrong. It's not like we're commies. Oh, so, so, so of the time. Um, but uh, Charles also very correctly points out this whole camp thing. It's not a new concept. <laughs> not at this point, because he mentions the Nazis and he mentions the Japanese internment camps that America did to their own citizens. Um, so it wouldn't be that fucking weird if they did it again. So, yeah. I love how it it just, like, it's not subtle, yes, but I love that it's Charles who's, like, wake up Mm -hmm. because he is, he has the experience of being othered in society already as a black man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, obviously he's the one who's suspicious of all of this, and he should be. There's no reason not to be. And so, yeah, and, and it makes sense that Angela would be like, what? No, nothing's going to happen. Because, again, not to bring it back to class war, but I'm going to. And, oh, you're going to love me next week. Um, is just very, like, Angela came from, like, a nice family. You can tell, you know. Like, she's not really had, like, um, any kind of struggle probably before this. And mm-hmm. so her her relationship to this situation is going to be different. And she needs to be alerted to what's actually going on and so yeah she's like you know she she's very she's very kind of on the fence like she wants to believe that maybe they could help but also like yeah she knows something's up her dreams are telling her something's up she she can definitely tell this is not all on the level and before angela gets interrupted by alice she says don't trust dr suresh 
Because, again, dreams, right? So she's seen mm-hmm. something. And uh, they go back, you know, inside together, the girls. And um, we see that she keeps mentioning, um, you know, that she needs clothes and stuff. And, like, um, in particular, she mentions socks. And if you remember season one, that's going to become important later. Remember how Angela used to seal socks? Mm-hmm. Like, and it was a thing. And she totally did it again in Fugitives, it looked like, too. Yeah. Um yeah, so keep that in mind. That's gonna be that's gonna be important. That's all gonna be explained actually, um, in the lens of this relationship. So Alice is sitting there and she's talking to her sister and she's like, Remember that time that I failed history and I got punished and dad said no TV or dessert and she got so mad that that night a hailstorm smashed his car. So she thinks that she can control the weather. And she gestures to the window to show it to her sister. And it started snowing. And I love the utter, like, whimsical delight on Angela's face for, like, a moment. Because, like, snowflakes, right? They're pretty. Mm -hmm. And for them to just start out of nowhere, that's really cool. But then immediately, like, realizes, oh, no. Like, that's, this is not good. This is going to make us, you know, she's going to be in danger now. Like, it's not just me. Because, yeah, it started snowing in a desert. Let's not forget we're in a desert right now. Mm -hmm. And she goes, is Dr. Suresh going to come for me? And it's like, oh, my God. The way that they're painting little baby Chandra in this. It's very interesting. Yeah. Certainly not how we've been quite led to see him before. Yeah. So thoughts thoughts on this a little bit? I want to point out um, Mm. the nickname that Alice has for Angela. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She calls her banana. Mm-hmm. She's like, my feet are cold, banana. Yeah. It's just, it's it's cute. Do you think it's like a name game thing? It could be. It could be like she was younger and they're like, say Angela. And she's like, banana. And so I just yeah, became, yeah, yeah. you know, her name. It probably is. Because now that I think about it, I don't think the name game was released yet. So, yeah, it was probably that. It's like banana. Banana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's super cute. I love their whole dynamic. They have a cute dynamic. Um. A cute sister dynamic. They are. Yeah, it's very cute. They cast them well. Like, I believe them as siblings. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Physically and otherwise. Um, this whole episode is about siblings, pretty much. Minus the a little daddy whole... issues, but it's mostly siblings. <laughs> siblings, family, trust mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the present, and Claire's trying to talk to Angela now. And she's like, you know, she she wants to help her. And Angela's like, you know, I was almost your age when I came here. She was 16. And she she gives Claire this, like, plethora of compliments and claims that if she was, like, her at her age, maybe the vague bad thing wouldn't have happened. But then suddenly, as they're having this conversation, a burst of wind, like, comes through the little cabin that they're in. And Angela's like, this is what happened in her dream. And we see outside, it is a full-on sandstorm. Mm-hmm. Out of seemingly nowhere. Hmm. Interesting. So how's Peter handling things? <laughs> so Flyboy finds his brother at the Coyote Sands Cafe. And he walks up to him and Peter gives him the longest glare before Nathan just sits down. Yes. And Nathan's like, we got to get through what we got going on here. You can't keep running off. And he's like, Peter's like, oh, like you that ran away from Washington to do whatever the fuck you were doing instead of fixing your fucking issues up there. And it's like, okay, fair. But like, <laughs> well, I love Nathan's line. It's like, no one could look down their nose at me better than you, Peter. So, Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh my god, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> this this fucking thing that Peter brings up is like the biggest sibling energy I have ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> Isn't it though? It's so good. Like this random thing from when they were kids mm-hmm. and it still sticks in his cross so fucking hard. So, and this Peter probably brings it up fucking constantly. I bet he does. Peter says, the 1986 Mets, dad had two tickets to the playoffs, two tickets to the World Series. And Nathan convinced him to go to the playoffs. And Nathan's like, yeah, I wanted to make sure you saw a game. Because, you know, there's no guarantee they'd make it to the World Series. Couldn't have Which known he's they not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, yeah. And he's like, do you think I conned you out of going to the World <laughs> Series? And Peter is so fucking bitter because he does think Nathan conned him out. He's like, you got to see so-and-so and so-and-so. You got to see it, not me. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm on Nathan's side here. How could he have known they were going to go to the World Series? And he's like, you know, Peter's yeah. never been. Let's make sure he gets to go to the playoff game. Like, that's amazing. Yes. I have to say in this instance, even though I'm often team Peter for life, mm-hmm. Nathan Nathan has a fucking point. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Peter thinks he conned him. He thinks even in his generosity that he is selfish. And again, uh, I'm like, Pete, this is such sibling bullshit. Like, <sighs> Nathan can't tell the future. Yeah, he's not his mother. <laughs> so, yeah, get over it, Pete, a little bit, all right? And Nathan is all, we gotta try to forgive each other. Peter claims that he is trying, which I don't mm. fully believe, but okay. And as they are sitting there, the TV suddenly starts talking about a high wind warning. Like, they've picked up this sudden windstorm that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, though, the sibling shit. That is, like, such the petty sibling shit that is, like, I feel that on a personal level. I love it. I love it. Because, like, I am a similar age difference, I think, between, um, as Peter and Nathan are to my to my sister. So, like, I fucking get that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you actually have, like, you have more siblings than I do. Mm-hmm. And probably more siblings that are into similar things. Mm-hmm. Like... So I could see you really relating to this sort of thing. Yeah, like, oh, so petty. So petty, Peter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, Peter, you had me until this this little bit. And it's like, oh, I gotta give it to Nathan, though. Yeah. he thought he was doing a good thing, mm-hmm. like, for once. It's like, I wanted to make yeah. sure you saw a game. Yeah. He couldn't have known that they would win. Like... Like, he's, he's, yeah. Maybe in the back of Nathan's head, it's like, oh, it's worth a gamble. I've already been to a playoff game, like, however many years ago. If they make it, that'll be great. I get to go to the World Series game. But, like, you know what? There's no guarantee. Let Peter go to a game. Yeah. Yes. So. Reluctantly, I have to be on Nathan's side. Yeah. 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 Very reluctantly. I still want to punch him in the dick this episode, but... Mm -hmm. At right least then, for this instance yeah. of sibling pedery, you know. For this, for this moment, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anyway. It's so great, though. It's such, like, again, this is, um, I, I looked when we were uh, IMDb-ing, like, all the actors and stuff from the little, ba- little baby, Muppet Babies company style, um, and uh, this is an Aaron E. like, uh, Colette episode. He fucking gets these brothers, man. Mm-hmm. He and Pekaski, they just get them. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Felt very real, that, that dialogue, like mm. you said. So, so yeah. speaking of windstorm, uh, Noah's out in the sandstorm. He's like, hello, because he kind of was by himself. <laughs> and 
he gets oh. knocked over by a piece of wood and he's on the ground and suddenly something drags him off off and it's like holy shit what's happening here <laughs> and surprise it's Mohinder bitch and it- <laughs> he's in a cabin Mohinder's like how did you find me who else is coming for me <laughs> and he's like no one <laughs> Mohinder has the best I'm the protagonist in my life. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, everything's about me. <laughs> How did you find me here? How did you know I would be here? And Why are like, you hunting me? <laughs> he's like, no, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, bitch, you're the unexpected element. This is a family retreat. <laughs> it's like, Angela Petrelli brought us here. She was taken here as a child. They killed hundreds here. There's graves outside that we've been digging up, by the way. What the hell are you doing here, Mohinder? (laughs) And Mohinder's like, well, I was looking through some of my father's research, and I saw that 50 years ago, he was a doctor here, and I'm here to find out why. And now that you're talking about mass graves, maybe I don't want to know why he was here now. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah. Goddamn unexpected Mohinder! <laughs> surprise! It's Mohinder! <laughs> Which shouldn't have been too big of a surprise as we saw in the last episode. He was also eyeing yes. up Coyote Sand, so. Yes, but it's so funny because you kind of forget that when it's like so focused on the Petrelli plus, you know, Claire and Noah bit that it's just like, oh my god, Mohinder, how are you here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You weren't invited to this reunion or getaway or vacation or. Really, really shitty, like, family trust exercise. He didn't know what was happening. He had his own issues to deal with, so. Yeah. Because, again, Mohinder is the protagonist of his own story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, everything happens to him mm-hmm. because of him. Yep. Oh. Well, what's up, Mohinder? I guess you're part of this now. That's cool. So now we go into a flashback because we're going to see a little bit of Chandra's flashbacky, kind of. Ooh, It's yeah. still through Angela's eyes, but, you know, it's. Sean yes. this. Yes. So he comes in and he needs to speak with Angela and Alice is not very happy about this. But uh, Angela's like, it's fine, Alice. I'm going to go. We'll be right back. And they go to another cabin, kind of a research cabin, if you will. And there's cameras filming them as they're doing it. And he's giving her like a psychic test. They have cards that have shapes and he's asking her to figure out what shape's on it. And she's getting them all right. And she's like, just so you know, I'm not reading your mind. I had a dream that this would happen. I saw this with these cards. And he's like, oh. And she's like, yeah. And he also asks, does everything you dream about come true? And she's like, eh, sometimes. And he asks what else she dreams about. And she's like, I dreamed about you and that you're going to kill everyone here. And he's like, what? No, I'm just a What are you talking about? And she's like, listen, you're a kind man, but it's going to get out of control. And he quotes Einstein to her and she finishes the quote. I didn't write the quote down because that's me. <laughs> Oh, guess what? I didn't either. <laughs> Thumbs up for us. Anyway. Yay. And she's like, I dreamt you'd say that. So that's because he's like, oh, you read Einstein too? And she's like, no, I just dreamt you'd say that. And he's like, okay. And then he picks up this big ass syringe and he's like, well, time for a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so they are testing on them. They are injecting them with something. And we leave it there. Yep. Um. Yeah. When he's all like, sat there like, I'm not going to kill everyone. And Angela's like, you're a good man. It's going to get out of control. I was like, like father, like fucking son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing the old classic mind reader test though happening. I was like, it's the cards. Yep. Triangle wavy lines. Yep. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she's so not reading as fun to see. Yeah. No, she's not. And the cameras too are cool that they're being yes. like filmed. Yeah, but there's an agent in the room doing the filming, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, and she's not comfortable with that, and she shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we go back into the present, and Angela's like. <laughs> So the sandstorm is full on still happening at this point. So everyone, all the actors have to yell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, I-, I love that. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't mention this before when you were all like, Mohinder's here. Uh, up up above, I was like, I really feel for Jack and Sendel and also Christine and uh, Hayden having to scream yeah. <laughs> about this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hard. That is hard to do to yell over the fucking wind machines. Um, yeah. So basically in the present and just like, I tried to warn them. I tried to stop it. She knows it's Alice. She has to find her. She manages to get outside. Claire can't stop her this time. She steps out and Claire goes out there and holy shit, the sand settles and Angela's gone. She's just fully gone. And the brothers fly in for a landing and so Claire's just like, your mother, she's gone. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Something's happening here on this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you two are off arguing about baseball. Your mom vanished. Oh, my so. God. Well, you two were out just fucking arguing about a thing that happened in 1986. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Real shit's been happening here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we go back to Mohinder and Noah. And Mohinder's like, so so what then? My father was Dr. Mangala? Is that what you're telling me? So again, it's not subtle. We're talking about somebody who worked with the Nazis at the Holocaust uh, uh, fucking concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the first time the show's going to be very, like, very on the nose with this, like, whole um, kind of X-Men style, you know, us versus them the population freaking out about different people, the government freaking out about different people in relation to, like, you know, civil rights or, you know, the struggles of various peoples. Um, All I can think of, do you remember in the next volume that someone fully gets fucking dragged? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's going to be a hard week. (laughs) That's going to be, it was not fun to watch then. It's not going to be fun to watch now. Like, fuck. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see them actually use these, like, th- these horrible things that have happened to people in-, in relation to the characters on this show. Like, it really makes the, you know, consequences of things seem more real, you know, to life, to have them be things that actually happen to people. It's just, and it's interesting that they're really just going full historical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so Mohinder is just pissed at Chandra. And Noah's like, yeah, well, dude, you don't know what exactly happened. Like, yeah, he worked with the enemy in this instance, but it doesn't make him an enemy. And Mohinder very correctly calling out Noah for projecting his own shit. (laughs) Saying that right then and there. Um, And uh, (laughs) so uh, everyone um, comes, uh, you know, up to to Noah and Mohinder at this moment. Like the the brothers, you know, and Claire. And um, this made me so mad. Why is nobody like, oh, Mohinder, when did you get here? <laughs> like, no one acknowledges it at all. They just go, oh, yeah, sure. Like, nothing. Like, no one's like, Mohinder, or when did you get here? Or how are you here? Or 
anything. They just roll up and they're like, yeah, Thrush is here now, I guess. Like, that really bothered me. I feel like at this point they've seen enough shit where they're like, of course Mohinder would be here somehow. Of course he fucking Yeah, I fucking guess. I guess. But with the story they're, you know, being told, they're like, oh yeah, your dad did shitty things too. So, like, let's let's all be part of this. Or they just assume because Mm. Angela's talk, if she told them about uh, Chandra, that, like, maybe she got a hold of Mohinder too. Yeah, maybe. That's what I mean. Like, oh, I just, I, it really bothered me on a rewatch. I was like, people, this man was not here. He was not part of this. Mm-hmm. And now he is. And nobody's saying anything about it. It's possible they did. And they're just like, time cut. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know. Yeah. Just, just little things that bug me. Um, And so we get it like an actually a really cool little scene with Mohinder and Peter, who uh, are the core of the show in so many ways. They, they they come together whenever it's important to the show. And uh, they're there in the cabin that Suresh, little baby Chandra Suresh, has hmm. been in. Before you move on. Yes. Because Peter's like, we are got to cover more ground. And he marches off. And Nathan yes. is just like, Suresh, go with Peter. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I think that's why I yelled. I was like, why is no one like, yeah. Yes, you're right. That's what made me go off was Nathan being like, Suresh, who's here now, I guess. Like Yeah, go with go go no with Peter. Gonna acknowledge it. All right. We shouldn't go alone, go with Peter. So no. yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> so Nathan's like, go, you know, you guys go have your moment that you have once a volume. <laughs> and so it's twice if we're lucky. And yeah, so Mahinder and Peter, they end up at the cabin where he experimented on them, where Chandra did whatever he did. And they're just like, you know, I guess we're destined to repeat our parents' mistakes. It sure fucking seems like it. And Mohinder's like, yeah, you know, this wasn't for science. It was for self-interest. And I love how they're like, we started this a long time ago, you and me. And and uh, Mohinder, <laughs> I love how he just, like, gives him this laundry list of, like, you know, his bad traits. Mm-hmm. I love how I, I just wrote it like, Mohinder's like, yeah, I kind of suck, though. <laughs> like, kind of been made aware of that. And Peter's like, yeah, dude, like, my brother sucks, too, and my parents also, but we need to make sure that if they start another company, we do it right, says Mohinder, and Peter's still just like, oh, I don't want to do a company thing, but Mohinder's like, you know, I gotta believe, you know, there's hope for redemption, even for Nathan. I have more to say about that in a moment, but I'll let you do your bit first, because it goes in with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, do go on. Well, they also talk about, before I move on, um, Yeah. Because I think Mohinder's like, the corruption of the company probably came from the fear and the anger that they felt for whatever happened here. And maybe oh, without yeah, that yeah, yeah, pain, yeah. you can be do it right, Peter. Yeah, and Peter's like, oh, I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He's fully like the 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 kid that they want to put the family business on, and he's like, "But I don't want to be, you know, an electrician or whatever." Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're like, "You're gonna though." <laughs> I, I also wrote down yeah. exactly yeah. what Mohinder said for his terrible traits about himself because he's not a good. Oh, person. do 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 say yeah. I'm I didn't, weak, I didn't do the corruptible, thing. and selfish. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I think at that point I was fighting with Valkyrie, trying to pause my show a million times, so I was writing shorter notes. Dude, I also write short like, notes. It just happened with the times where I wrote it down. So, yeah, because I was like, "Eh, Mohinder's like, I kind of suck. <laughs> like that'll that'll do." Yeah, that's it. Sums it sums yeah. it up. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of, we got Kyle's on the desk. Oh, there she goes. <clears throat> <laughs> She's determined to just like interrupt my shit today. <laughs> it happens. So. Yeah. 
We've got Claire and her two dads in another cabin. Oh, boy. (laughs) And, you know, Nathan's not sure if he and Peter are good yet because Peter still blames him for everything, like a 1986 baseball game that he had no control over. (laughs) But he did somehow, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And Noah's like, well, you know, I don't disagree with Peter. We've, We've made a fucking mess of things. And while they're talking, Claire finds a book cover on the ground, and it is the Alice in Wonderland book cover, the book jacket. And because he cannot keep his name out his mouth, Noah drops the Siler bomb that Siler is working with Danko now, and everything has gone to shit up in Washington. (laughs) And Claire just ignores this and asks them both, hey, what was the last book you guys read? Because I can't remember. I can't remember what the last movie was that I watched, and like... I should be going crazy right now. I should be a basket case. I'm out there fucking digging up a mass grave, but I'm not. <laughs> Why am I not? I'm like trying. It's called tr- it's called trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been trying so hard to impress both of them. And she feels like she's an idiot because all she wanted to do was grow up. And Nathan's like, hey, that's what any teenager wants. You know, you can't blame yourself for that. And she's like, man, I used to want to be, like, a doctor or a chef, like, class president. I don't, like, I don't want to be an agent. That's not what I want. So Claire's kind of coming to terms a little bit with what she wants in life. Which is great, because it leads us, like, headlong into where she ends up in uh, Volume 5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we go to another flashback. Can I just say, mm-hmm. before you before we go in, um, in our TARDIS, um... Noah and Nathan co-parenting is everything I could have ever dreamed for and more. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and that's the last nice thing I'll say about Nathan Petrelli. Okay. So <laughs> he's sitting here. <laughs> he's sitting here with this fucking way about him this whole episode of why is everyone blaming me? Yeah. And it's like, excuse me, sir, sir. Do we not fucking recall, like, the little bit at the end of uh, Villains where you sat in that car with the president and you started this whole fucking thing happening and it's your fault that things have gotten Mm -hmm. so fucking awful? Mm -hmm. God, I just want to punch him in the dick Mm -hmm. this whole episode. Like, just like, oh, come on. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't understand why everybody blames me. Like, I've forgiven myself. Can't you forgive me? It's very that. And I'm just like, No. No, they can't. And they shouldn't. Like, you got a long road to hoe, bud. He's never been big on taking responsibility for his actions. No. No, he's not. Like, if we take our TARDIS on a mini journey to season one when he's all like, man, I can't have this story about Peter jumping off roof looking bad, so I'm going to spin it immediately. My brother tried to commit suicide. What a fucking dick. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's very our whole, like, Nathan's always been this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... God, yeah, it's just like, yeah. And, and everyone in the, in, in the like, fucking cast of the characters being like, we should forgive Nathan now. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, we shouldn't. And we saw him. It just makes me. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because we saw him spiral in season two. Yeah. So. I'm very Team Siler in this moment, in the episode that has we haven't even watched yet, where I'm like, no, let's not forgive this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this guy's kind of the worst. Like, mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, I was like, this whole fucking episode, he's just like, I don't understand why everyone's so mad at me for the fire that I set. It's like, fuck. <laughs> That's why he didn't go after Peter and decide to hang out with Noah, because Noah's also in the shit, and he just had his time in Mexico with Claire. So he feels like, I'm safer mm. with this group of people than I am with Mohinder or Peter by myself. So. Quite likely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know Mohinder's unstable. <laughs> yes. If I may. Mm-hmm. He is a wild card. Mm-hmm. So. so, getting in our TARDIS away from season one, back to 1961, May now. Oh. Angel's outside talking to Charles while Alice is watching him. And they are talking about sneaking out when there's a guard swap. And she's a little upset that she can't bring Alice with. But he's like, she's just going to slow us down. Uh, just keep her calm so she doesn't blow this for us. So she's like, all right. She goes back into the cabin, tells Alice that she and the boys are going to be sneaking out. And Alice is like, yeah, all right, let's go. And she's like, no, you can't come. I just want to, like, you know, hang out with boys my own age. <laughs> and I need you to cover for me. But Alice is scared. And, like, I think it starts to, like, wind picks up a little bit when she's scared. It and she's does. Like, no, no, no. It's going to be okay because I had a dream. And it was about you, Alice. And you're going to be safe here. You need to stay here because you, you'll be safe here. And I'll just be right back little white lie if you will uh yeah so just going from that we see in the present uh we find angela she's somewhere where where uh someone's definitely staying and hoarding Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of shit everywhere and she finds the old alice in wonderland book sans jacket and we see it's, I mean, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not like a big shock at this point. Like, if you're paying attention at all, yeah, obviously her sister's alive. So we see Alice Shaw, and she's all grown up. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely really looking like a pissed off weather witch of the desert. Like, the styling of this is on point. And she's very, she, she's silent. She doesn't say anything to her when, when Angela tries to talk to her. And she just puts on a record. And the record takes us to the past again. Yeah, before before we go into the past, shall I tell you who plays older mm-hmm. Alice? Yeah, do it, because you actually wrote the note down. I, I uh, Alice is played by Diana Scarwood, I think her last name is. And she is best known as her from her role in Mommy Dearest. And she's no longer active, but a couple other roles of note for people who are into heroes. Uh, she was a recurring on Pushing Daisies as Mother Superior. And she was also on an episode of Lost prior to being on Heroes. But yeah, she's not currently active at the moment. A lot of crossover with Heroes and Lost People. Like, those are, like, the shows to be on for one episode. Oh, yeah. Um, she was also a big part of Wonderfalls. So, I guess Brian, the Brian Fuller mm, of it all. Yep. Oh. That's probably how she got on here, because Fuller's like, I have an idea yep. for who could be Al. <laughs> yep. So. I'm willing to bet. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's still around behind the scenes at this point. Yeah. Because we were we were yeah. incorrect in the last episode saying that was his last. His last is one uh, coming up yes. in Volume Five. Yes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, with with the usual like no Siler because he's scared to write him anyway. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean, it's you're it's not just, wrong. <laughs> it's just funny that the guy who did Hannibal would go, you know, would just not want to touch that mm-hmm. anyway. Um, or maybe he would like it too much. Moving on. So. He'd want to make him gayer than he was allowed to make him gay. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And I don't, I mean, it's not even being fangirls at this point. By the time we're done with this fucking show, it's going to be hard to, to argue mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, at least some sort of queer 
Um, but yeah. So we're in the past again. Um, and this time Angela and the boys are at the cafe that Peter and Nathan were at earlier. They must do really impressive business because like, it's probably changed owners been, like five or six been times. Open that long. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Um, so she's at the cafe. She's on the phone. And apparently she was trying to do the thing that everybody does in genre television or movies. And I can't fault them for it, even though, you know, you as a viewer are like, but they wouldn't, though. She tries to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Cops don't believe her about what's going on. And the boys are sat there, and they're just scarfing down food. And Charles tries to get Angela's mind off of the anxiety of the situation. And he asks her to dance. That's really sweet. He's like, well, you know, you missed your prom, and you love this song. And so, again, we're driving in headlong, beep, beep, into Not Subtle Land. (laughs) Remember what year it is? Mm -hmm. So... As they're dancing, everyone's just kind of stopping eating and staring like, oh, very, you know, clutching their pearls about it. And the cook pipes up and he's like, we don't allow that in here. Not with a colored. <laughs> and so Charles uses mind fuckery Parkman style on him, baby. And uh, it's just like, yeah, no, everything's fine. Like, you, you can just shut up, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> So he doesn't say that. I say that. And so they have the little dance. And then Angela's like, socks, we we need to get socks for Alice. She needs socks. You know, just like she's really freaking out about about leaving her sister behind, basically. And as they're all sat there, once again, a severe storm warning is in effect. And Angela's like, it's her. It's Alice. We need to go back. We need to go back. We have to go back. We have to go back now. Meow, right? Meow. Yeah, it's like the yeah. it's the reveal of Charles's uh power. Yes. Yes it is. Cuz also when she's when he's like you love this song, she's like I never told you I love this song. Yes, yes, that's right. And yeah, the reveal. Um apparently there's a goof em up with the choice of song according to IMDb. Oh really? Yeah, the song that they used wasn't released for 2 years. <laughs> well, well, unreliable narrator memory maybe she thinks of an older song when she's thinking of it yeah could be yeah so that's funny to note how are uh yeah yeah i just saw that when i was looking at stuff when i was looking at the actors and i was like oh teehee mm-hmm. honest mistake etc so it's a good song i see why they would want to use it regardless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. little roy little roy orbison i believe for everybody yeah, how how are uh, how's how's Angela and Alice's big reunion going? Is that going pretty okay? Yeah, so we're back in the present. Angela like reaches out to touch her, and she touches uh, Alice's hand, and Alice shrugs her off, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm alive. You're not going crazy. I almost didn't recognize <laughs> you because you look so old." And then Alice touches her own face, like, "Do I look old?" And oh. Angela's like, "No, you look beautiful." I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> and Angela's like, "How is this possible?" And you know, you've been here for 50 years. And Alice tells her, well, when I found this place, it was packed with food. Because we see, like, an outside shot that confirms they're in a bunker. Like, an underground bunker that was built somewhere in Coyote Sands that she found. Mm-hmm. So she's been living in a fallout shelter. Well, like, Cold War yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. A fallout shelter for 50 years. And she's like, when I found this place, it was packed with food. But when that ran out, I had to do what I had to do. She had to steal what she needed. Because when she came back into the bunker, she was holding cans, like canned food that she was um, stocking while Angela was like, holy shit, my sister. (laughs) (laughs) And Angela asks her, why did you stay? And she's like, I stayed because you told me to with your dream. I thought that 
I'd be safe here and that like the world would be safe from me as well. And she asks her what happened the night when I left you. And she's like, when you left, Dr. Suresh came for me. And we get a little flashback again. And she's in the medical cabin with the recording and like Dr. Suresh wants to give her an injection as well. And she's like, no, like reacting like a child would with a needle because that's like a fucking scary ass looking syringe. Oh my God, right? What is with the Suresh's and huge, huge needles? (laughs) And she's like, I don't want it. And a storm blows up and she runs outside. Uh, Shauna tries to grab her and he slaps her. And I don't know if it was an accidental slap or just like a calm down woman slap. So... He, he apologizes for it. It's like it was hard to fucking tell, like if it was an accident or not. But when she runs out, who was out there but her father? And she runs to her. Is that her father or is it another special? I think it's her father. Okay, because she runs and grabs him. Like I don't okay. think she'd run up to a random dude and grab him. Okay, like I can't because I thought the dude. I thought the dude grabbed her to protect her. I, I I think it's her father. We'll have to go back and look and double check. But I assumed it was her father. Because yeah, okay. the father, their parents, we see them for, like, a hot second at the beginning of the episode. Yes. And he, like, uses some kind of, like, force push telekinesis, but it's got a lot more, like, light and, like, you can actually see it behind it. And he knocks Chandra away. It's like some kind of, like, psionic energy kind of thing. That, that might be a better way to put it, because it's not telekinesis, because you can see it in, like, in action. Yeah, it warbles. It's like... And when he does this, all hell breaks loose a guard shoots him he falls to the ground dead and suddenly gunfire just rains out people are screaming alice runs off and is hiding underneath one of the raised cabins because you know they have to have the cabins like on stilts because desert flooding and so she's hiding underneath the cabin and like she got to witness everything go down god that's that's so fucking horrible yeah Ooh, seems like they were a little trigger happy yeah, yeah, sure seems like they were prepared for just mm-hmm. such an occasion, doesn't it? He didn't even Perhaps hurt Chandra, he knocked him down. Because mm-hmm. he seemed to be chasing this small girl and hitting this small girl. Yeah, um, this is, this is like me coming in, in my, in my normal bullshit way. I was like, oh, look at, look at little baby Chandra Suresh hitting this poor girl in the face. Sure makes you feel less bad about season one in the cab, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> I saw it, Chandra. You hurt that little girl. You also hurt me. Snap. <laughs> Siler Siler is just a misunderstood defender of the downtrodden. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's not in this episode, really, so I, ha- I have to where I can get it. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I don't blame anyway. you for it. I don't blame you for it. <laughs> it was the only thing I could think of. I was like, well, we're, you know, we certainly can't be, certainly can't be so fucking sad about season one now, can we? <laughs> this asshole <laughs> oh man calm down woman slap but ugh. anyway yeah very that because i have to say it looks intentional yeah like he acts like oh no afterward but i was like you did what you did mm-hmm. bud. so back in the uh bunker angela is like clearly traumatized realizing what her sister went through and that she has been alive this whole time and not dead she's like you don't have to stay any here anymore it's time to go home i've got socks for you and she tells us the story that ever since that night, whenever I felt lost and didn't know what to do, I would steal socks for for you, for Alice, to remind herself that there are simple ways to protect the ones that you love. And 
she's like, I'm so sorry, Alice. This is like all my fault. I lied to you that night. Oh, you could have just not. (laughs) And Alice is pissed now. And a storm kicks up again. And there is lightning flying everywhere. And at that moment, Mohinder and Peter just happen to find him. And Mohinder runs up to Alice. He's trying to calm her down. And she has a flashback to Chandra. So she gets zapped. (laughs) And Peter's trying to protect Angela, and she's like, no, I have to talk to her, I have to talk to her. And she moves away from Peter, and she's like, Alice, stop. It's not their fault, this is your family, this is my son, this is your nephew, don't punish them for my mistakes. And it gets through to her, and the wind stops. And she's like, please come home with me, Alice. And Alice says no. And she leaves. And when Angela goes after her, Alice is gone. So. Yeah. Just flat out disappears. Mm-hmm. Like, gone, gone, gone. <laughs> Poor Alice. Yeah, because uh, we never see her again, do I we? I don't think so. She she served her one episode purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if she was in a um, comic or not. We'll find out when we read them. Oh, maybe. So, But then again, we can't ever remember who was actually in the comics and who that's, isn't. That's, so. We'll find out when we read them. <laughs> <laughs> so, we go to... Just Mohinder, and he's looking out at the mass graves after he's, you know, recovered from his little jolt. And like I said, Alice is gone. No one can find her. Um, Peter, he found an old film canister. This is Project Icarus. And he gives it over to Mohinder, like, hey, you know, you should you should check this out. And so they're like, maybe we're done here. Mohinder's like, the storm co- uh, covered the graves. Maybe it should remain that way. And so Peter's like, fair enough, so let's go. And Mohinder's like, I'm so glad you gave me this to do. And so he's like, I'm not going with you, Peter. I might be leaving the show because the rumors were really high at this Mm -hmm. point that I was thinking about it. So (laughs) this might be me saying goodbye to the show, maybe? Like, do you remember that? Everyone was like, someone's going to leave Heroes. And there was real big, big rumors that it might be Sendal Ramamurthy. And... Mohinder was becoming less involved as a fugitive, mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, maybe. So I remember when he was in, like, the Coyote Sands part in particular, people were like, oh, shit, maybe this is it. But, yeah, so they shake hands and uh, and, and depart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mohinder was also like, judging from her reactions, I think I know what my father was doing here. <laughs> Dear God in heaven. <laughs> Maybe you need to send a letter of apology to a certain Mr. Gray. Like, I'm just saying. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> so we are once again at our, at our favorite new cafe. And this time Angela's looking out at Noah and Peter and Nathan and Claire. And they're sharing a meal. And she gets one more flashback to the past. And all of them are together. And they're like, we can never let this happen again. Um, so they said, you know, she dreamed about the future. They're going to, they're going to form a group that's going to protect people like us. And, um, was it Bob who was like, we're just kids? Uh, maybe. (laughs) That seems very Mm -hmm. in his character. He's like, I don't know, guys, type. Um, he's like, we're just kids. And they're like, not anymore. We're not. And so like, well, what do we do? Whatever we have to. And she Angela's like they're right to be afraid of us the things we're going to do it's a necessary evil like this is them 
coming together and being like, we are going to have to do some shit to keep our people safe because no one else is going to do it. In fact, they're going to often do the opposite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we need to take the, uh, you know, the offensive here, I guess you might say. Would it be offensive or defensive in this motion? Like, they've already had a bunch of them killed. So defensive? I don't know. I don't know. This is what happens when I start trying to talk sports. (laughs) Um, I guess they're trying to take the offensive, be the ones on, be the aggressive ones. Yeah, at this moment. Anyway. So, yeah, this is how the company was essentially formed. Yeah. Was was the heroes, like, company Muppet Babies, like, thing that we just did. Mm-hmm. And honestly, seeing the absolute slaughter of those people at that camp, it, it is hard to, uh, it's hard to argue with their methodology, Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, um, we go back to the present. And Nathan gives the Alice in Wonderland um, book over to Angela. And Angela's like, I'm never going to see her again. Like, she knows. Like, that's, you know, she's gone. She's gone, gone. And she doesn't want to be found. And Nathan's like, you just got to let go of the guilt, Ma. Like, I so easily do. I could show you how. God damn. And um, so he's like, come, come join us. You know, come on. Let's all sit. And so Angela comes over and she sits. And, like, the the absolute, like, worthless offering, uh, like, Peter offering her his hand. Like, god damn it, Peter. Why are you the best? I love you very much. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're you're mad, but, like, you're also, like, knows that, you know, she's hurting right now. He's just so empathic, even when he's not mm-hmm. anymore. Can't help it. So, um, they're sitting there, and everyone's eating burgers and fries and milkshakes. And, you know, she's like, oh, how are the fries? And, uh trying to have like a normal conversation and they're like okay look this isn't a company it's a family and families have the capacity for forgiveness so no more hunting we have to go back to making our existence secret we need to try to put our lives back together so what nathan's gonna do is he's gonna go back to dc and there's some like talking going on on the tv in the background and you're just like wait what there's like there's like someone talking and it sounds kind of familiar and he's gonna take ownership of his mistakes and Nathan's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to the president. I'm going to I'm going to fix this shit. Um, and someone's like, no, it looks like you're already you're already there, bud. You're already there. And we see on the TV, we see Nathan and he's having a press conference. And, uh, you know, he's he's definitely uh, got a little bit different way to him. Um Dare I say he's wearing the same suit from five years gone? <laughs> he might be. I think it's the same. I think it's the same fucking with the red tie. Um, yeah. So uh, they're just like, oh, holy shit. That's got to be Siler. And he's pretending to be you. And we're barreling toward five years gone. It cannot be stopped. <laughs> We are finally going to have the face-off between Siler and Nathan that we've been waiting the whole series mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. It has been teased so often, and now we can only have this this occur, and it's going to be ugly <laughs> in a lot of ways. So, yeah. to be continued. Dun-dun! I am just, like, I remain and always have been continually fascinated by, like, young company like company origins yes. and yes. 
like the, how good Charles and Angela were together, and like what happened. How did Arthur oh weasel his God. way in? When did Arthur come into the picture? Um, when did some of the other members and, come and, into the picture? Yeah. Yes. Ugh, and Weasel, he did. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know his kind. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. That's the thing is, it's like, it's kind of, I don't know, like, I'm always of two minds about this episode. Like, I do love the, I'm such a lore slut. I love the background mm-hmm. of it all. And it does work. I don't think it's retconny. I think it pretty much yeah. works. Um, But also to have this be like, at the end of the volume, like, I don't know, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I always kind of like, hmm, about, like, the timing of it, maybe? I don't know. But it serves its purpose, right? It gets everybody on the good guys team back together, so. Because it's like, this episode and the next episode kind of take place at the same time, don't they? Um, Except, except for, for the, the end. end of the next episode. Um, yeah. Imagine trying to split this and that intersplice between two episodes, is I feel like what they were trying to do. Where yeah. it's like, let's get all these people on their page, and then we'll go back and see, oh, what led mm-hmm. Siler to being on TV as Nathan, and we get, like, all of that info. And then the end of the episode yes. is our penultimate episode before the finale. Oh, uh, yes. So, I can see why they did it. You know, they wanted to give Angela her little company man, because we all Which I'm Angela. all for. Which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Christine Rose is fucking great in this episode. If Heroes ever had any real Emmy chances, this would have been mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. So... Like, post-season one. Like, they were nominated in season one, but yeah, that's... Yes. Neither here nor there. Um, At some point, we have yeah, to just do, uh, like, a company lore rundown. I want to, like, write down the timeline, talk about it, talk about theories and stuff. But we won't do that today. I figured you probably... I figured you probably would. So. Maybe we'll do that after the end of volume five. Because we're company girls, mm-hmm, eh. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's other interesting things happening at Coyote Sands that we find out later. Mm-hmm. I think there's more Chandra lore that we haven't gotten into yet. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of the... Ta- weren't the um, recordings ARG stuff? Like, we got to watch the videos? I, I'm fairly certain at one point you could watch them on the website, yeah. yes. Yeah. So. Of different, like, people. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm curious if we ever see the tapes on the show. Like, if it, Mohinder watches that or if it's just all on the web. I'm fairly certain it was on the web because, yeah. We... We have other fish to fry very quickly. Yeah. Like, we, we, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the big Siler and Nathan meeting. Oh, my God. Am I so excited? Like, oh. Yeah. It is one of the most satisfying moments in the entire show, I would argue. Their fates are just intertwined, as we keep saying. <laughs> yes. But, like, just the whole, the back and forth between Pazdar and Quinto is amazing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They came to play, and it shows. And you'll also see probably the biggest part of why I said the class war thing <laughs> in uh, in our first episode, or whenever the fuck mm-hmm. I said it. It is it is in their conversation and in their interaction. Because, yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's very that. <laughs> Exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it's such a good scene. Fuck, I haven't watched it in years. Other stuff happens, too. I think, like, heroes in this episode or whatever. But, like. <laughs> but uh, what would you rate this episode? God, I don't know. What am I doing? Does it Tens, slap? Letters? Like, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we doing slap yeah. or no? Okay. Um, yes, it slaps. Because, again, lore. Mm-hmm. I love I love lore. And I love when it works. Yeah. And, um, and when it leaves you wanting more is also a successful um, thing, I would argue, as well. Yeah. 
Because, like, yeah, exactly. You're like, I want to see Angela and Charles more. Me fucking too, bud. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it slaps for the lore. If you're not a big, like, person who cares about the lore, you're not going to, like, probably care about this episode as much. No. No. You're going to be, like, TikTok buddy. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So. It doesn't um, slap as hard as some of the earlier episodes in this volume, but it's still, like, I definitely enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah, no, like, I didn't, like, yeah, exactly, like, um, it slaps for the lore, it slaps for the Pacelli Bros being just fucking, uh, a lot, I love that, um, yeah, but, like, the rest of it is, like, okay, it's, like, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay, um, yeah, it's definitely, I feel like this episode is definitely, um, a victim of the 25 episode a season thing, where it's, like, oh, we get it with the family issues already, so... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it could have been, like, you know, trimmed down a little bit, like, or this could have happened earlier and we could have, like, lost other stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a long season. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Like, yep, yep, yep. Like, you know, the argument I've made in the past, villains could have been, like, half as long. Mm Mm-hmm. And far, and far more successful. I think it was meant to be. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. We should be Mohinder with the string board and make a fucking timeline of the company. That would be hard. We should do it, I though. think it'll be, yeah. Because we'll have all the information at the end of Volume 5, including any other uh, comics. All the remaining comics will be read And we can then. do, like, an early timeline of the company. And then do mm-hmm. our own theories about big gaps that are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you could probably go on the wiki and do theories, like, mm-hmm. like you did with the Luke and Samson stuff as mm-hmm. well. So look forward to that in a few yeah. months. <laughs> it'll be a while. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a minute at this mm-hmm. rate. Um yeah, so uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I don't really have anything else to no, add. No, I think I'm good. I think I covered it. So I will tell you all how to contact us on social media. You ready for that? Okay. I'm like s- super duper okay. ready. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you'd like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there, burb with a B, like building two six. Keisha is at lady hey. underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, have you been tweeting? <laughs> you know, it's probably why I'm losing followers. <laughs> I haven't been tweeting as much anymore. I don't mm. know. I just don't. Um, it's not that I don't like Twitter anymore. That's untrue. But like the last thing I tweeted about, oh God, the last thing I tweeted about was getting emotional about a queen getting kicked off of Drag Race <laughs> Because, um, for being such a fucking drag race stan that I am, um, not too many queens get to me on that level in such a short amount Mm -hmm. of time where I'm like, you're the best and I love you. Um, but like this queen gets, I'm not going to say because, you know, spoilers or whatever. This queen gets kicked off and like, not only did I get teary, but like everybody on the fucking cast was like, no, when it happens. So you can tell they lost like a good one. Like she is so, she's so like sweet and positive and like a great, great queen. And you can tell it like a, a friend of hers is also competing. A friend and coworker of hers is also on the mm-hmm. same season. And they say like, this person is so bubbly and like this because they've been through some shit. So it's like, it just, oh God, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, she's just so positive and like happy and kind. And that's not something you see on RuPaul's best friend race, hardly mm-hmm. very much. And, and she's good too. She should not have gone that early. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got teary. I really liked her. All stars maybe? Literally, literally, when she left, that was her line when she was, you know, that everyone has their little quip now. And she's like, 
I certainly hope it's not too early to talk about All Stars, is it? <laughs> and just everyone was like, ah, oh, we love you. And yeah. And if you know, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you can cut me saying justice. <laughs> justice for, yeah. for beep. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, she's so great. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Yeah. You can send us an email. We are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. Come on over. If you find hero stuff, post it. Turn us into dust. <laughs> when we, we see something that makes you feel particularly old. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? What? What's what's a G4? <laughs> what is this? Attack of the show? What program is this? What? What is this weird show? Oh, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but that about covers no. it for today, so... We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Next time on Eclipsed, Siler has a dental issue. Siler doesn't want to put on his Taub suit. Danko, oh my god. Siler, you need to go to fucking therapy, bro. Uh, no, not not like that. Siler takes on the job market the only way you really can these days, shape-shifting into someone else. And Siler, well, he remains on the front lines of the class war and... K- Keisha. Yeah. Don't you want to talk about anyone else? Um, why would I? The episode's called I Am Siler, not I Am Everyone Else. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, see you next week. <laughs>